Hello and welcome to a pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan and have I got a story for you. I put a lot of extra love into this episode and it should be the end of our slightly troublesome technical difficulties in the future. On tonight's episode, Leonard fights for his life against six Van Zant sisters, Marcy becomes friends with a sewer hobo, Cass enjoys the Renaissance Fair, and Liv has a completely normal day. This is Exalted vs. World of Darkness, Friendly Neighborhood Exalts, Episode 12, Crisscross. Uh, she only got two successes to grapple you, though. Gonna make me wait a whole round before I can activate my excellence in fighter. And defense on that is... Are you gonna try and dodge her, or are you gonna try and parry her? What's the plan? Oh, I'm gonna... So she's going to grapple. That would... Defense would be, like, a jujitsu-style hip toss. Because she's coming at me from the side <laughs> slash behind. Grab the wrist... Sling to the floor. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. Okay, yeah, you just gotta beat two successes to do that. Uh, I'm gonna say that's gonna be melee and brawl. Damn it, I was hoping it would just magically work. Of course it doesn't. This is real life, son. That's not how life works. Pretty good. I think that's three. That is yeah. three. You barely managed to make it out of the clinch. Uh, this is a technique that she has performed on you multiple times. And... Even though it's been a couple months since you've seen your sisters, she like you your body reacts on instincts. Yeah. And you dodge to the side. As they've gotten the jump on you, the other ones are going to go. Uh, you know that the other four that are here are they're not terrestrial exalted, but they do still have the blood of the elemental dragons in them, so they're still no fucking joke. Yeah. Uh, Britt, by looking at them, uh, you do notice that all of them in some way are showing off their tattoos that are all slightly different, but similar. Similar to Lenny, but slightly different, or they're similar to each other and slightly different? They are similar to Lenny's, but slightly different. Gotcha. I was thinking Lenny's would probably be a fire mark. So after tossing my one sister, well, sidestepping my one sister gonna look around at other ones. Y'all mind if my friend here joins in the roughhousing? She hasn't had a good fight here recently. I'm just gonna look very, like, terrified, but in, a, like, a confused way, as in, like, I don't know what's going on. Not, like, terrified of the situation. Britt, do you want to join in on uh, Leonard's family beating him up? Or do you want to join in by uh, helping Leonard? Do you want to help me? Do you want to join the girl's side? I'm gonna probably join Lenny's side, and uh, he didn't just outrightly start jumping someone in the middle of a fucking Starbucks. Oh, you guys are the only ones in the Starbucks. It's like it was all planned the whole time. It's like they got together and, like, set up this Starbucks in the middle of the museum for Lenny to show up in. <laughs> There's not even really a Starbucks. It's just a fucking mop closet. I was about to be really mad. I was like, this is going to be really hard to clean up. If Marcy's going to join in, 
Uh, I will give you, I will give Brit a choice on uh, who wants to, which one you want to go after first. Because they're not expecting you. I guess I'll just pick the one who is close to me, I guess. So, uh, Ava, the uh, Earth aspect? Sure. Whatever one's not attack Lenny. How about that? Oh, so one of the ones behind you then? Yeah, that works. Whatever one's not like attached to him, so I don't run the risk of like hitting him. Yeah, there are two girls uh, right behind you. Um, so, how are you gonna attack them? Don't you do? Put my fists up and just—I don't fucking know. This is weird. Like, this is an awkward situation for me and Marcy. <laughs> You've never had a sibling try to fight you out of the blue? No, because I'm the oldest. I tried to fight them. Oh, man. Good times. I've never been on the other side of this. So how do you want to fight them? Because, you know, I know that Marcy's good good with guns, but I'm not sure how well that's going to fly in the middle of the museum. Yeah, and I don't want to just, like, straight up murder them, especially if they're, like, blending family. I don't know how we feel about them. Uh, and except for the fact that they're like attacking him. From prior knowledge, are guns frowned upon in these occasions? Yes and no. Um, if you're using it to attack any of the uh, any of the not exalted members of your family, super frowned upon. They don't have that healing uh, capability. Yeah. Uh, versus. Uh, Grace or Ava? Oh, fucking bring it. That's what I figured. I don't know which ones are which, so I guess I'll just put my fist up and attempt to punch one. Marcy, very confused, is going to do a turn around on her heels to the closest one behind her and try and smash her fist into this girl's face. Britt, can you please make me a strength and brawl check? Difficulty six. Actually, no, difficulty five, because they ain't going to be fucking expecting this. Amazing. Okay, they, uh, since they're not expecting it, um, they're going to roll their strength and melee. Um, or not strength and melee, their, strength and, their own strength and brawl, but they're going to have a difficulty nine. Because, again, they are not expecting it. Fuck your dice. I apologize. As you spin around to uh, punch this punch this lady in the face, uh, she raises up her own fist and like blocks with the uh, her forearm and moves it to the side. Well, that wasn't very friendly of you. Neither was uh, neither was jumping on my friend here out of the blue. Ah, uh, no, it's fine. Lenny's Lenny's used to it. This is just how the Van Zants say they love each other. Uh, at this point, uh, Cody, you now have... Uh, Brit, has, Brit has distracted one of them, but Cody now has three of the uh, the girls with the dragon blood in their veins coming after him. <laughs> the girls with the dragon blood tattoos. Damn it. He beat me to yeah, it. Exactly. You're going to have three punches coming at you. How are you going to be dealing with them? And also remember that since you are taking another turn uh, during this same round, uh, you are losing dice each time. Uh, 
they are basically like they have like three of them coming at you and they're all planning on just punching you in the face at the same time like some fucking anime bullshit yeah no i'll parry all of them like some fucking anime bullshit okay um so you're going to start off the first one uh with parry i assume with your fists uh strength and brawl uh at a minus one dice then since you already did a uh since you already did one the second one will be Strength and Brawl at a minus two dice, and the third one will be Strength and Brawl at a minus three. All of them will be difficulty six, because everyone is aware of where the everything is. Okay, for the first one, how many successes did you get? Eight successes. That's against the first one. Uh, they only got two. So you do successfully parry the first one. The second one, you got... One success. They got three, so they will get to roll damage. And the last one, you got... Zero. And they got two. Cody, please take a total of nine bashing damage. And Soak is stamina? Or do I just take that straight to the Oh, no, you're right, you're right. Uh, Soak would be stamina. Uh, You'd be making two Soak rolls. Okay, so from the first one, you soaked two damage... And the second one, I soaked four. Okay, so from the first one, you take four bashing damage. And the second one, you take uh, one bashing. So you actually only take a total of three bashing damage. Heard. And that's a lot better. So anyway, so you took some damage. And now it is final. And now it is finally the top of the round again with Cody's turn. Cody, you are no longer at dice penalties. So, first thing I'm going to do is burn a essence and a willpower to uh, double my dice pool for this scene with my brawl. I ain't playing around, sisters. Lenny the youngest, or is he like the middle child, or just randomly in the lineup of 11? Lenny is... uh, Well, actually, Lenny, you want to tell them? Oh, Lenny's the run of the loader. <laughs> he's not only the youngest, he's the weakest. That's a lie, but that's fine. I mean, before Exaltation. Yeah, uh, before Exaltation, Lenny didn't even get the benefits of having uh, the having the blood of elemental dragons in him. Wait, was he still swole? Yeah, he was still swole, but he didn't get like any of the benefits of anything. Okay. He was literally normal ass human man. But a soul normal ass human man. Alright, so I'm gonna pull like a Neo and just punch in this punch in a circle, like one for each person. Starting with uh what's her face? The one that I hit tossed. She gets the uh, first Ava. One. Ava. Yeah, starting with Ava. While she's off balance, I'm going to grab her by the wrist and throw a haymaker. Sorry, I took my hand off of the button to make the punching action and then realized that that meant I didn't have my push talk on it. No problem. Fucking nerd. Jesus, 20 D10. 13 successes. You know, you'd think that she'd be worried, but... Uh, I know she's well. not. That's why I'm not holding back on this one. Oof, the dice were not in her favor. She only got four. 
on her parry, uh, and you got 14. 13. Okay, uh, so roll me strength plus 9 for damage. But wait, there's more. Who is there? There is. Uh, because I've only attacked one enemy this turn, that's double that 9. Oh, no. Okay, so that's 18 then? And just like that, Leonard yeah. found out that he only had one he had one left sister. <laughs> nah, she'll be alright. <laughs> You'd think that, but he's also punching an earth aspect. That's fair. Uh, Cody, how many essence how much essence have you spent this scene? Oh, that's uh four, so that's a flaring anima banner too. Oh fuck buddy, you're you are flaring, okay. Oh boy. Suddenly the museum is on fire. Oh, that's not pretty. Oh my god, I just saw 23d10 while I was scrolling through the book and I went, oh no. It's pretty bad, dude. How much essence do you have to spend for your anima to flare? Uh, three. In a single scene. I've got an anima power to re-roll that because that's entirely too many ones. That's still six successes, buddy. I mean, if you want to re-roll it. Yeah, but it's just bashing on my Earth Aspect sister. I've got to put her out. Is that 17 bashing? 16. Okay, it's time to roll her soak. Girl is unconscious. I need to see if she has any uh, good soak charms. <laughs> All right. So I'm about to be. I'm about to roll her soak, and keep in mind she is an Earth aspect. Yeah. So you're rolling ten dice. No. <laughs> I'd expect nothing less. So she she took nine damage. Yeah. So she only takes how much? Seven. That's still nothing to fucking wink at. Oh, and she goes flying. Oh. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 50 yards or until she hits a wall. Oh, she's going to hit a wall real quick. So, how many yards short of 50 does that wall stop her? Well, considering you all are in a small Starbucks in a museum. Dude, she got, got Starbucks. She might have gone three yards. So, that's a uh, an additional four bashing damage. Which I'm assuming by order of operation, she gets the option to soak again. She does. Uh, she soaks all the damage, but she still goes flying. Um, the moment that you send her flying, uh, your sisters all stop. And also, you know, you're glowing with golden fucking energy. And they put their fucking hands up like, whoa, we, we're done. We're done. Oh, did they not know? No, they didn't fucking know. Oh. I have seen them in months, remember? Oh, yeah. As soon as they put their hands up, uh, Ava, the air aspect who uh, tried to dropkick you, and you can see was clearly getting ready to hurricane Rana you. Yeah. <laughs> because that's how air aspects be. Are they all um, Rey Mysterio? They are very much literally Rey. Perfect. Snaps her fingers, and you can see some people who, uh, Lenny, you recognize as family servants 
are going to lower curtains and uh, make this place surprisingly look like it's just a corner of the museum. It's almost like your family has that kind of Illuminati money. Marcy is going to look more confused. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to get to all of you and you all are going to give me these confused looks. Uh, so as it, you're there and doing this, um, Ava, uh, not Ava, I'm sorry. Uh, fuck, I need to. You have too many fucking sisters, bud. <laughs> hey, you're the one that made them. I know, I know. Uh, so Grace, the oldest one, is going to sit on the counter of what is now very clearly a elaborate, uh, an elaborate ruse of a Starbucks. Like, you can actually, like, looking at it very closely, you can see that it's all made of balsa wood and everything. Uh, the, uh, the espresso <laughs> machine is not actually out. real. Oh, Liv is gonna be so livid. The, uh, the, the espresso nuts inside of the, uh, the hopper are just, uh, unpacked, uh, Hershey Kisses. And she, like, opens up the hopper and starts munching on one of them. I'm gonna hop up on the counter next to her and just sit down and hold my hand out. I'm just gonna sit on the uh, nearest uh, seat and just pop another gum in my mouth and just um, tear off. One of the weird things that you notice, uh, Marcy, is is that uh, the ground around Ava has acquired a mud-like texture, almost like it's roiling as her own anima banner had begun flaring. Dragon blood and skit fucking elemental powers. They're pretty cool. If 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 he had had a fire-blooded sister, this would have been really bad, and if he had made her spend three fucking essence, because then the entire place would be on fire. It's okay, that's what sprinklers are for. This museum is on fire! Exactly. I'm just gonna sit next to her and hold my hand out expectantly for a Hershey kiss. She gives you a Hershey kiss. Well then, little brother, uh, when were you planning on telling us about this uh, little change in your attitude? Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna tell you when I brought my friends back. Ah, oh, when you brought your friends by. Yeah, I was, you planning planning to bring... on... no, I was gonna no. stop by the house soon. Anything? You were gonna stop by soon, is that so? It's been it's been four weeks. We've been trying to call you. Yeah, I've Leonard, had to are go you aware of what's been going school? on? Maybe. What's been going on? Leonard Ma's been missing for about a month now. And I haven't been answering my phone. No, you haven't. She went out for well, some Well, I've got friends that can help us track her. Yeah, well, I'm not sure how good that your friends are going to be in New York City when that Ma went out to Bangladesh a couple months ago. She oh, said no. she had some family business. Oh, shit. And she hasn't been returning any calls? Not a one. I'm sorry, I've been, uh, I've been busy fighting vampire mafiosos these past couple ah. weeks. 
did you get involved with the with the with the oh god gods what does mom what does ma call it uh the the night society that's what they call it you got involved with the night people these things happen yeah they were they were trying to hold up a buddy of mine and taking money from people ain't right and then we found out that they were oh like it got dark well leonard we appreciate you you working on on these things and i we should have come down and seen you earlier so we could we should probably work something out to maybe over no christmas breaks too far away you don't wor- you don't worry you're pretty head about this we'll we'll figure it out i'll be better about keeping my phone on me um is there anything else on this? Well, uh, y'all, you and your friends should probably keep your eyes open. This is uh, alumni week at uh, the Long Island University. And as you all know, uh, me and your sisters have all graduated from this university. We were actually in town to uh, give some money in Ma's name. Go Sharks. There is a six-person chant of Go Sharks. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's good to see y'all in town. Uh, man, I should really introduce you to my other two friends. Oh, by the way, this is Marcy. Uh, she's an angel like I am. I'm just gonna uh, play baseball, wave. though. I'm just going to awkwardly wave um, from my little corner. Well, nice to meet you, Marcy. Uh, this is, uh, uh, wait, I'm Grace. She points at the one that looks like the next oldest. That's Olivia, the one with the tattoos. That's Ava. And then the one of the other baristas, that's Amelia. And then the two that were the other two that were behind you besides Ava. And that and those are Mia and Charlotte. Unfortunately, Ella and Chloe couldn't be here. And obviously, Mom and Pa are out on business. Well, nice to meet you guys. Um, sorry I tried to punch you. Um, Amelia, who you tried, or uh, Mia, who you tried to punch, just smiles and, uh, nah, it's fine. I like a girl with an attitude. Well, again, um, Nice to meet you guys. I'm gonna give another like awkward wave. Brendan, how long have I been uncaffeinated? Um, actually, not that long. Also, uh, Cody, they do give you somehow. They have produced coffee from somewhere. Amazing. Liv's not gonna be disappointed in me. Uh, when are you guys? Thanks, leave, sis. Um, yeah, no problem. You're welcome. When you guys leave the uh, the servants, once you guys get off of the uh, the counter and sitting crisscross applesauce with each other, um, you notice that these servants are beginning to uh, take everything down, and like it is just now turning into basically. Uh, once you guys walk out and they take down the walls, you see that the only thing that was ever really there was a small water fountain. 
It's like Australian Fight Club Flash Mob up in here. More or less, yeah. You guys do go back up to meet up with Liv and uh, Cass. And you are also flanked by um, four women as you as they all approach. And Liv and Cassie this. Now, let's flip back a couple minutes to Liv and Cass. You guys went to go and see the vials. Uh, is there any information that you would like from that? Any extra stuff that I could give you guys? I would like to make a medicine roll. Because these all seem um, to be based off of diseases or viruses. Yes, I would actually like you to give me two rolls. Okay. The first will be a medicine roll at a difficulty of eight. And then after that, it will determine the difficulty of the occult roll I'm going to ask you to make. Five. Damn, that's pretty fucking good. Dude, yeah, five, success, five successes in actual World of Darkness is, like, fucking phenomenal. Yeah. What do you want for the occult roll? Uh, for the occult roll, I'm going to ask for occult with difficulty of five. Oh, buddy. That's okay. Three. Okay, so... The obvious things are obvious. Uh, the Black Death is clearly a reference to the Bubonic Plague. That is what your medicine roll has uh, determined for you. The final gasp you can think of uh, very easily as being influenza, as I had mentioned earlier in the episode. Yep. The Great Contagion, though, does kind of stump you, but... Something primal about saying those words aloud kind of resonates specifically with you. The Great Contagion. Yes, as if it was pulled from oblivion itself. Almost like it was pulled from a well in oblivion. Gotcha. Now, when you make that occult roll, it's actually for the three different vials. I will give you the description in full of one of them, you, like you will know what that one of them does. Which do you want? What are my uh, your again? options are the Plague of Bone, the Hell of Rotting Flesh, and the Stygian Curse. I'll do the Bone one. The bone one is cool, but Stygian Curse though? Yeah, I gotta go with Stygian Curse. Alright. So you know that if released uh, through manuscripts that you've read in the occult, that the Stygian curse would cause an extreme version of solar urticaria or uh, sun uh, allergy. Huh. To the point that uh, being in the sun will, within three minutes of actual UV radiation contact, will cause a liquefaction of the entire body. Ooh. Therefore, the Stygian curse, because the only place you could live is in the Shadowlands, where there is no actual sunlight. That's pretty dope. Gnarly. Now, I have a question. It's more of a request rather than a question. Uh, the the other one, the the bone curse one. What's the name of it? The plague of bone. Can I venture a guess as to what that is, and will you tell me if I'm right? Sure. 
So there is a very terrifying real-life disorder. Uh, it's called uh, Ossificans Progressiva. And uh, basically, what that is, is it is a condition where your bones grow at exorbitant rates and encase your body so you can stop, you cease being able to move. It is not that. Okay. Never mind. Uh, Christina knows what it is. And I don't want to say that it's more terrifying, but it is at least equally as terrifying. The most terrifying part about that thing I just talked about is that it is a real-life real disorder that frequently kills people. Very yeah, rare, uh, but often deadly. Yeah, uh, dude, that's what, that is pretty fucking terrifying that it is a real-life thing. Yes. But, it's actually like a very rare type of fibromyalgia. Uh, dysplasia. I'm sorry. Right. But if that was the case for what that was, that vial would be open. Thank fucking God that vial's not open. I remember you guys mentioning it offhand one time, but I don't remember what it all it is. I, you know what, uh, fuck it, uh, I, I want to talk about it. So the Plague of Bones uh, is another name for, fuck it, no, because I don't think Cody or Britt have heard this. Really cool. Nope. It, it's a, it's another name for the Puppeteer's Plague. It is a plague from or the original Exalted canon that basically, like, if you got infected with it, your skeleton would start getting a mind of its own. And, like, it would start, like, forcing your body to do things, like slapping people, slapping yourself and everything. And if you were not cured of it within a month, your skeleton would animate itself and rip itself out of your body and then go to infect other people. Amazing. Bro. Fucking metal. Open it. No. First of all, I don't think we're allowed to touch them. You were definitely not allowed to touch them. I just got in a fist fight with six sisters in the middle of this museum. Nobody will know. Look, we all don't have special yeehaw espionage powers like the Van Zant family, alright? So, speaking of that, um, that leads me to my question. While Liv is reading the vials and investigating them, I want to take a look at the security around them. Investigation and perception. Cool, so seven. Got it. The dice are just not being nice to me tonight. That is still one success, though. And despite what other people might say, one success is still a fucking success. With one success, what do you notice is that there are multiple cameras uh, off in obvious places, but there are other ones that are in not-so-obvious places that you see. Um, there also appears to be a contraption around the display that if something were to trigger it might uh, cause it to go into some kind of like super lockdown. You notice these things, uh, Cass. Uh, as you're noticing these things, uh, you do see that uh, Marcy, Leonard, and eight ladies are approaching. Oh, that was six. I thought, yeah, I thought it was six. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, six. I'm maybe I'm the tired one. Been throwing out a lot of numbers tonight. <laughs> also, Lenny is technically still glowing. Yeah. Man, I wish there was a thing that I could do with secrets to like make him not. Uh, as they approach, they're just like, 
afternoon, y'all. Oh, God. Lenny, why, why? Is, why are you so bright, dude? Why you tone that down? Where, where did you go to get my coffee? Uh, I went to Starbucks, and then it turned out to not be a Starbucks, but my sister's had some coffee on hand. So, uh, here's your coffee, bud. Uh, I'm glowing because we had a good old Van Zant family m greeting. So, Liv uh, just kind of wordlessly takes the coffee and just starts drinking it and shakes his head and, like, not disbelief, but, like, dismay. Like, I don't have the energy for this. One of the things you do notice, Tyler, is is that around the uh, the muscular earth aspected girl, uh, Ava, um, the floor around her seems to be shifting, like kind of like uh, almost like mud. By the way, these lovely ladies are my older sisters. Hello. Hello. Cass is just biting on her nails and looks at them like, "Hey, hi, how are you guys?" Uh, well, we're fantastic. We were just in town for alumni week. As soon as that, uh, as soon as that you guys, as soon as Liv and, uh, Cass hear the words alumni week, you are, uh, suddenly reminded that, uh, both of your parents went to Long Island University. I was about to make a reaction for it. As soon as they say it, Cass is like, oh, fuck. Liv just kind of, like, gives an exasperated sigh, like... <sighs> I thought we had another month for that, at least. Nah, unfortunately, uh, Ma's out of town, but... You know, all, all the older girls graduated from here... Months ago. Years ago, actually. Lenny's the only... Leonard's the only one that hasn't graduated yet. Cody, isn't, isn't Lenny, like, years behind in school? Several. Poor boy. <laughs> Spoilers, he's actually not. He just had a weirder education, as told by his family. Okay. Just a lot younger than all of them. <sighs> I imagine Lenny was the whoopsie baby. Um, <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's nice to meet you all. Um, please just call me Liv. Nice to meet you, Liv. They introduce themselves. I'm not going to do it again. You all heard it earlier. Hi, name's Cass. So, uh, which one of you's dating the glum fella and which one of you's dating our little brother? Neither? Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. So he just... He just made some friends with some girls. I guess that makes sense. He did grow up in a basically female-dominated household. We found ourselves uh, in a similar situation. That uh, life decided that we would be uh, acquaintances, so to speak. Well then, you little glum fella. It's not like you gotta say it that way. Y'all are friends. Through and through. I mean, y'all wouldn't have stuck with this dumb fella this long if, if you weren't. Pretty dumb sometimes, but he's got a lot of heart. Huh, those are cool looking vials over there. Wait, what's going on? Your sisters think that I'm glum. Huh. And 
Did I hear that y'all started dating? Who started dating? No one. You misheard. Oh. I just thought that uh, Marcy or I might be dating you or Liv, and we're not, so. All right, then. Uh, well, we've got to get back to Alabama, so uh, it was nice meeting y'all. Uh, enjoy your time uh, with Alumni Week. I hear it can get kind of dangerous. Uh, the younger sisters kind of start nodding. As if that this has become like a hazing ritual for them, that when alumni week comes along, like all of at least one of the sisters shows up to uh to start fucking with their life. And I got the pleasure of six. Good times. So they start leaving, unless of course you guys have any other questions for them. <sighs> Before they leave, I'm going to sip my coffee. Is it actually good coffee? Outside of the ghost brew coffee, it is the best goddamn coffee you have ever tasted. Nice. It's almost like one of their sisters that wasn't there that was also a dragon-blooded and wood-aspected, which also like relates to fertility and uh, uh, plant growth, brewed it. Solid. So, Alumni Week, huh? Alumni Week. Is there anything else you guys want to do in the museum? No, I think I'm good. At All right. Point, I'm going to drag them through the marine biology section. But then. <laughs> they do have a really good marine biology section. I was looking at it on the website. Dude, I fucking love, like, as Brit, I love the Natural History Museum in D.C. Oh, I love I've it been too. there so many times, and yet, every time I go, I'm just amazed at everything. You need to play another trip down there. Yeah. Okay, so, as you guys get dragged through the, ma the marine biology section, and probably pass by the dinosaurs, because you guys haven't seen the dinosaurs yet. By the way, Tyler... If you if you have any charms that let you deal with bones, this is a great place to do it. I don't technically have any charms that let me deal with bones. I have one that looks like stick limbs back on. I mean, you could totally give someone a titanosaur head. That'd be pretty dope. Um, so anyway, I wasn't sure if you had like ne just straight up necromancy charms because if you did. Boy, howdy, riding a T-Rex in the battle. Tempting. So as you guys get out of the Natural History Museum, there is a small crowd gathered. There seems to be some kind of parade or something going on in the street. And there's one guy who looks like that he is running down the street, looking away from, uh, looking behind him with what looks like a very badly, like, sheet of metal on his, like, front and back. And he looks legitimately scared. As he's running. So, Do I recognize that guy with the sheets of metal on him? Nope. He has she sheets of metal on his back? On his back and on his front. It looks almost like, uh, like homemade plate mail. 
Oh, okay. What is he running from? Um, if you guys could make me a perception check at difficulty seven. My perception is so bad. Uh, perception and alertness, I should say. I'm sorry. Fuck these dice, yo! Oh my, I have to be pretty okay. <laughs> Two successes. Oh my god, did did the boys notice it and the girls not? I didn't botch, but I didn't get a success. Yeah, I did get zero, though. Yeah, both the girls got zero. I have eight. Fucking eight to roll. <laughs> I have three. I haven't been able to roll for shit tonight when it comes to- Alright. Alright, this, this is about to get fun. Like, th this is the correct amount of fun here for me. Okay, so for the guys, the first thing that you guys notice... Let's see, uh, the thing that both of you notice is there is music that is specifically, for some reason this sticks out to you, coming from a loot behind you. Like a medieval fucking loot. Nice. And then you hear the clop, clop, clopping of horse hooves on the pavement that are going in a gallop. Okay. As a man in actual plate mail uh, comes down, his face hidden, uh, though he does appear short, like very shorter than most. And he goes for his target, which is the man in the very bad looking plate mail with his jousting lance to run this man down in the middle of New York City. Do you guys want to intervene or not? I'm going to go ahead and say that that would qualify as saving a life, and I can't do that. From from stories from my sisters, how out of the ordinary is this for Alumni Week? You know this has happened at least twice. You know there are some alumni who are really weird. So it's... It, it's... It'll be fine. It's just probably another family greeting, you know? As that Leonard says this, this man, uh, the shorter man, uh, catches up with the guy and runs him down with the lance. Uh, he does get thrown to the ground. Does his life appear to be in danger? It does not. Okay. Oh, Lifesaver doesn't kick in. As soon as uh, we left the museum... Uh, Pat just pulled out a cigarette and just lit it up, like, before anybody noticed. Is this okay. a relationship you all have with your parents? I'm- in your family? I'm- I'm- my, my family's from Wisconsin, and they're very boring. So, as it- this man's lance tip hits the, uh, the guy in the, uh, in- in the bad plate mail and knocks him to the ground, the lance explodes like a pinata in candy. <laughs> and then the guy very deftly hops off of the uh, hops off of the horse, does a spinning pirouette and bows to the crowd and then pulls off his helmet as the lute music behind you reaches a crescendo. And he speaks. My dear citizens of the New York of the city of New York. 
Hast thou seen this small man? This small man says, Mine own progeny within your great city. Whose who's father is this, Brendan? I am Lord Yori Rola. Where is mine daughter, my mine own progeny, Madam Cassandra Roller? And uh, Cass, you can see behind you as the loot is closed in, uh, a very tall woman uh, who is in bard's garb, uh, who that you recognize as your mother, Maria, who is one of the premier uh, loot and singer specialists in Europe. Uh, spoilers, your family is like super extra re renaissance like re people. Uh, that's how they make their entire fucking living. Where she gets her good LARPing stuff. It's where she gets her good dynamic LARPing shit. And she stops with the loot and she just goes, My lord! My lord! Young, young Madam Roller is over here with all of her friends! Now, I wanna, hey, I wanna make- that's your name! I wanna make something very clear here. Upon this tr tr transpiring, Liv is going to do the most intense spit take while drinking his hot coffee that, that you have ever seen and just stifles the hardest laugh ever. They're <laughs> looking completely unfazed by this. You wasted that coffee. Nothing about this is a waste. <laughs> As they're approaching and, uh, are about to come and talk to their daughter. Uh, if the two guys and if the two guys could give me a, uh, another perception roll. Man, these perception rolls. Holy shit. Okay, two successes. It's not going to hit you guys for a little bit, but you will. Because uh, uh, Cass's parents are making such a scene like you don't notice it for a little bit. But at some point, Marcy isn't with you guys. Oh. <laughs> Marcy, I'm about to explain what, what just happened. Um, so, Britt, what's with you in getting kidnapped from the group in broad daylight all the damn time? I guess I'm kidnappable in any game I play. You're very compact, and it's really easy to just pick you up and move you away from where I'm, you are. Obviously, but Marcy's not, I'm not playing a short character. No, I am. While that everyone is noticing this, Britt, you do not notice this, but I want you to know that this is how this happened. There is a nearby manhole that gets opened yes. up. Are you saying I don't notice myself being kidnapped? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying what happens in the scene of you getting kidnapped. Okay, okay. So at one minute, I'm staring at the scene. At the next minute, I'm kidnapped. Pretty much, yeah. So in the process of like the horse coming down and you being like, oh my God, there's candy and everything. <laughs> the, uh, oh my God, bubblegum. Oh my God, bubblegum. There's so much bubble yum in there. Oh shit, they got the double bubble? Oh shit. So. Kind of splurge when it comes to this stuff. So in the process of this. Behind you somewhere, a manhole gets uh gets pu gets pulled away as from in the sewer, a man who is slender and buff, but has his own uh, scars to show, slacks and a uh, a Hawaiian shirt 
with bowling pins on it. And slicked back hair comes out of the, uh... You know, I'm getting real tired of, of your shit, Brendan. <laughs> getting real tired. And he gets Marcy in a chokehold and pulls her away. What the fuck? Fucking Majima, dude. <laughs> Yo, Majima's everywhere. <laughs> the sewer wizard. <laughs> He's about to tell you his secrets, dude. Well, I guess the chokehold prevents me from, like, yelping or anything because I now can't breathe. Pretty much, yeah. No, I'm not. I don't even get a to roll and try to notice her being kidnapped. No, you. Uh, no, this was from the same roll. Gotcha. <laughs> That's why I gave the boys an extra roll on it since they had a uh... fucking Majima, dude. Nice to see you, Marcy. Oh no! <laughs> you hear the voice of your uh, of your uncle Dylan. The one who has gifted you his arsenal. The Doom Prepper. The Cryptid Hunter. <laughs> Doom Prepper Dylan. Doom Prepper Dylan Cryptid Hunter. <laughs> I have a good relationship with him considering he gave me my arsenal. Yeah, you actually surprisingly have a good relationship with him despite his craziness. I, I figured as much as he's a crazy uncle that everybody loves, but knows he's very crazy. Pretty much, yeah. Wonder if he knows Terry. Dude, he probably is Terry. He is not Terry. You weren't prepared that time, Marcy! Yeah, I I was a little distracted. There was a lot going on up there. Um, why did why are you dragging me into a sewer? He doesn't, he doesn't drag you into a sewer. He just dragged you into an alley. He came from the sewer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm following now. Probably still smells like sewer. Oh, yeah, he definitely does. But you're used to it because he's a cryptid hunter. I will say, I'm probably very used to it. Especially if, like, he's one of my favorite uncles and I spend time with him. I'm probably used to it. Uh, hey, but what, what are you doing here? Are you here for Illumini Week or... Or, like, why are you here? Yeah, 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 I'm here for Illuminati week! Oh, no. Brit's <laughs> dead. Guys, hold on. Listen, Marcy. I, I, I... I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I have been watching you. And you're doing such a wonderful job. I love that you're bucking the trend of what your parents have been doing. Don't. Follow the patriarchy. I, out of character, don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> um, you know that, uh, your parent, uh, this is your uncle on your dad's side. And you know that, uh, your parents are bigwig lawyers for corporations that are harming the environment. Right. Okay. I'm following now. Um, yeah, yeah, I... I definitely didn't want to follow in their footsteps, for, like, in that direction. Yo, I'm glad that you're taking after your Uncle Dylan, you know. Just screw the system. We've got this. We don't, they don't understand, but we do. They're out there. They're all out there. You know who this guy is? He is Cryptid Hunter Stewart from Letterkenny. Wow, yeah, maybe a little bit, and I kind of enjoy it. 
<laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> now, Marcy, I'm in town for a little bit because, as you know, I did graduate from Long Island University. Go Sharks! And uh, I did get my degree in uh, occult studies. I didn't know that they offered it, but, you know, it was a hidden class. Right. Um, question. You said you've been watching me? Like, what all do you know? Well, I know that you're bunking up with a uh, someone who's on a uh, mm, mm, what's it? A watch list. A watch list. A big, 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 big watch list. You're gonna want to watch out for that. Your roommate? Mm, she's not what she seems anymore. She used to be cool, but now she's not. Well, she is, but she's not. But she is not to the man. She's not. Fran Francesca. Yes, Francesca. She's not cool to the man, but she's cool with us, right? Right? Yeah, I would say so. She's she's pretty cool. <laughs> good, 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 good. So, anyway, Marcy, um, I have this present for you. And he reaches into very clearly damp pockets and pulls out a burner phone and hands it to you. I take the burner phone. Ew. <laughs> um... The burner phone is a one-time use phone that you can use to call your uncle. And uh, if it's a within reason, uh, if it's a within reason uh, request for weaponry, he can probably get it to you. Don't expect a tank, but you know, other illegal weaponry, maybe. Maybe a weapon to destroy a tank. He might be able to get you a rocket launcher. Cool. Also, if you just want to talk, or if you want to practice your close quarters combat maneuvers, I'll be around. Watching. Waiting. Brendan, can I uh, assume that he's avoiding what I really wanted to know on what he found out or saw? Uh, yes, but if you want to ask him directly. So... Uncle Dylan, other than uh, my roommate, what else have you seen? What else do you know? Well, I know that the uh, subways are filled are dangerous now. They're filled with a crawling infestation of terrible, terrible things. You don't want to ever go on the subway. Don't go on the subway ever if you can help it. Okay, okay. Uh, avoid the subway. Got it. Anything else? There's been some new games in town. Uh, there was a new guy who... I've been following through uh, the Northeast, you know, because the Northeast is just full of cryptids and everything. And this guy, he uh, he he follows the other cryptids. Uh, I think he's involved with the Mothman. Um, but he uh, he uh, uh, I think that he's the one who burned down Del Posto, and I think he's planning on building a hotel there. Do you have a name? No, I don't have a name yet, but. Uh, Maybe we'll find out. Maybe once I know, I'll find out. I'll find out. I'll I'll find you. Don't worry. Okay. Um. Just I guess give me a call or something, or find me again. I'll find you. That phone only has one good use in it. If it if it if it uh, if it rings twice, you got to throw it out. Rings twice, throw it out. Got it. Um. I'm assuming Brendan, he's got an actual phone. I maybe I'll just like give him my phone number for my actual cell phone yeah yeah he, he will he will take the phone number for your actual cell phone 
as that you beat this encounter, he slides back into the sewers. Okay, um, I'm going to, uh... At this point, um, like, halfway, like, as that you see this man sliding back into the sewers, uh, the boys see Marcy staring at him as he leaves, and he notices the boys and, like, looks at them and, like, points in his eyes and then points at both of them and then smiles this wide, crazy man smile and then goes underneath. He's gonna happily wave to him, um, spit out the gum that she's currently doing and, like, wrap it in, like, one of the wrappers she had and, like, she can throw it away or, like, stick it in her pocket and throw it away later and then, like, pop two more pieces of gum in her mouth before walking back over to everyone else. Okay. Feeling, like, she's not upset or, like, confused or freaked out about this encounter she just had. I feel like the boys are standing there watching this, just like we're in the back alley I'm on just, the king of the I, hill. I, <laughs> yep. Just, yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Normal. I'm just concerned at what Brendan's gonna do to Liv's family. So, to give me an idea, Cass is the normal one in her family. Uh-huh. I'd like to think Marcy is the, the, the middle normal like, there's the weird normal, and then there's the lawyer's normal, and then you've got Marcy. So, back to Cass, as that her mother and father have now cornered her in their uh, Renaissance reenactor garb. Eh, cornered's a strong word, I feel like. Um, your mother came up behind you, and your father is approaching with full plate and an actual sword. Okay, and this is different from normal how? It's not. Marcy, the fruit of my loins, yon child, I might I- Sorry, fuck, fuck, okay, I'll count, oh, I'm in, wow, I feel like an idiot. What, what happened? I said Marcy and not Cass. Oh. Doi. I, 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 I was still stuck in Majima everywhere mode. Cassandra Rolla, the, the fruit of my loins, the, my progeny, my, my great, the, gr the, the greatest creation between myself and Maria, the yawn child. Please explain the, this to your page, to your father, so that he may understand your plight. And this man from nowhere shoves a file folder that is like two inches thick and it is filled with absentee notes. <laughs> puts her, like, snuffs her cigarette out on the bottom of her shoe and puts it in like a Ziploc bag she has in her pocket because don't litter folks. Um, and then pulls out another one and lights it up and takes the files to look at them. Okay, um, I've been in all my classes. And yet, young child, these te these teachers of your curriculum do declare that you have not been within the, the hollowed halls of education. Oh, I can guarantee you, I've been there. I've had to sit through that shit, so I definitely know I was there. I have the note to prove it. And yet, your teachers, the, the hallowed mentors of your furthered education do declare that you have not been present. You have not turned in a single assignment. 
Do you think that money grows on trees, young Cassandra? I don't know. We have a tree that kind of looks like a money tree in the backyard, but no. Um, I will say I have been there. I can show you all the assignments I turned in and when I emailed them to the teachers for each class. Then please bring out the phone of white light so that you may show us your electronic mail. Okay. She just pulls out her phone and pulls up her emails and her. her uh, all of them are missing. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen at some point. Okay. Well, um, I don't know why they're not in there. Just sidereal problems. Arcane 4 scenario problem. Okay, to be fair, Arcane 4, I'm like, okay, the people that don't really know you are going to forget you. If you'd picked Arcane 5, your parents would start forgetting you. And I'm really glad that you didn't do that, because that's fucking rough. Five. <laughs> Except my parents are probably paying for college. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, they are. Actually, uh, speaking of which... If thou does not stop this truancy to the halls of education, then your mother and I will cease paying for your education. Alright, well, I'll figure out what happened with my emails and all my paperwork, but I can promise you, I've definitely been going to everything and turning everything in. I've never been that one not to go. At least I brought a food to come to this college. As, as you say that and uh, plead your case, your mother starts strumming on the lute behind you. Oh, please, dearest husband, believe our daughter. She has never lied. She has never strayed. She is your lovely daughter. Cackling intensifies. <laughs> dad, what mom said. The, the dad nods and looks at the wife who is very much taller than him with a weird look that you know, and he takes her hand and I goes, come then, yawn. Out of the way as if I'm entirely used to this and keep smoking on my cigarette and kind of Move out Come. of the situation because I know what's going to happen. Come then, my dear. Let us ride away on our noble steed so that we may enjoy the evening. <laughs> and the bard and the knight get onto the horse and ride down New York City streets. Uh, if you're looking for a good place, yeah, you know what? Never mind. You guys will find something. I'm sure. What are you gonna tell them where the good love hotels are? <laughs> <laughs> tell them where the good hotels were, but you know they'll figure it out. Enjoyed the pause for dramatic effect there. So, as they leave, the crowd disperses. <sighs> yep. Wow. There is left a uh, an older looking gentleman in a sweater vest um, and slacks and a young woman or not a young woman uh, about the same age woman in a uh, poofy sweater and a skirt who come up to they look 
completely normal. They look absolutely almost strikingly normal. Is it like that SpongeBob episode where he becomes normal? Yes. They are the imposters among us. And they walk up to Oliver to live. Well, hey there, Oliver. How are you doing today? Uh, Tyler, you recognize your parents immediately. As uh, uh, you know, you know, their actual names are uh, Sandra and Christopher. I should probably give them a, have given my due to last name at some point, huh? I mean, I think I had one, but it was very generic. Oliver Smith, who knows? Yes, I, th- it was, I think it was Jones. Yeah, that makes sense. Wait, this isn't Oliver. Oliver got shot. This is Liv. They, they immediately look over at you. Oh, hi. What do you mean Oliver got shot? Honey, are you okay? I mean, I understand that you're going through... This is your mother talking, by the way. I understand that you're going through, like, a... She kind of motions at all of you, considering that abyssals are kind of like trappings of the grave. Like, they kind of goth themselves out unintentionally. Oh, yeah. Liv looks totally different than how Oliver looked, for sure. Like, we understand that you're going through, like, a... Phase, but, like... Did you tell your friends you got shot? Did you get shot? At, at, Oliver is having a oh god, Liv is having a hard time like actually forming words and it's just like making a struggled face because you're not allowed to acknowledge your former name when you're in Abyssal. Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh... Jones. Jones. Uh, th- I'm I'm Sandra Jones. Um, question: Do any of you guys read like a lot? Like, do your characters read a lot? Yeah, the girls do. (laughs) Does my character read a lot? (laughs) I know you don't. Um, So the girls, and obviously Liv, uh, realize that that is the name of a extraordinarily successful crime novelist. The mom? The mom, yeah. Um, Mrs. Joan, um, your son has started going by the name Liv. Kind of a, a shortened version of his Something that he just felt, felt more comfortable with it. And you wouldn't really want to make your son feel uncomfortable right now while he's trying to do a whole lot of stuff, including college, right? Something to make him fit in better and like really enjoy his time here. It's been an easy transition calling it, it is It is pretty evidently clear, like visually, that this is causing Liv a no small amount of distress. Oh, like, well, the, the dad kind of chimes up uh, as soon as he starts noticing that. And he's just like, well, we wouldn't want to cause our little slugger uh, any, mu- any more stress now, would we? No, no, of course not. All right, then, son, if you want to go by Liv, we'll, we'll respect that. Okay, as soon as that happens, he like kind of takes a deep breath. Hello, Mother. Father. How are you? Oh, we're just fine. We just got back in from London doing a delivery for uh, for your father's work. Now, what does is, what is Liv's father do? 
Um, you know that your father, Christopher, uh, Christopher Jones is the world's best human wax sculpture maker. And he, uh, most of his work is displayed in Madame Tussauds in London. Oh, this is so perfectly Midwestern. I love it. They oh, are incredibly this... normal looking with incredibly weird and macabre jobs. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> Perfect. <sighs> yes, how is the... How is the wax museum? They're just uh, they're just always happy to bring in uh, new things. I, I actually just finished a uh, fancy new uh, a, 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 a new display. It was a uh, the beheading of uh, uh, what was her name? Uh, the Let Them Eat Cake Lady from France. Oh, uh, Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette. There you go. Oh, thank you. Are you one of? Are you uh, one of? Yes. Uh, These are. He, he kind of goes. Uh, are you one of Liv's friends? Yeah. Let me let me introduce you, um, parents. This is a. Uh, this is Lenny. Um, he's a friend of mine. This is uh, Cass, and this is uh, Marcy. Cass waves, having lit her third cigarette at this point. Marcy politely smiles and gives a small awkward wave. Is Lenny still radiating? Uh, no, this is a different scene. Okay. <laughs> Lenny just waves. Yeah, we're, we're good buddies. I've been there with them through life and death. Oh, well, that's, that's fantastic, Dan. But, uh, yeah, I, I suppose I should have called. Um, but please, uh, allow me to apologize. I, uh, I ran into some trouble recently, and it really gave me a uh, different outlook on life. I hope I, I hope I haven't worried you. That wasn't what I meant to do. Oh no, that 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 makes sense. I mean, we uh, your mother here, uh, she's actually alumni of uh, LIU. Your mom just kind of goes, "Go Sharks!" <laughs> sharks. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, could could you believe it? She uh, <laughs> she used to be a math major, and now she's a super successful crime novelist. Major, you say really? That's actually what I'm looking at, doing. Oh, well, that's fantastic, honey. Yeah, I can't decide between mathematics and business, but we'll see. So yeah, so they're just kind of here for alumni week, and they just kind of check up on you. Uh, they do the usual parent stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll let them know like my address and stuff, and I'll, I'll make some half baked plan to go get lunch or something. You know, the usual. Yeah, the usual. They exchange pleasantries they're they're not crazy like everyone else's family so like they don't have weird like plot drops for you they're just kind of I, fucking I, I, normal. Love the, uh, I really enjoy the idea of very normal looking midwest americans who have very macabre odd jobs and the very odd looking macabre dude who's just a medical student i'm gonna lean over to live and lenny whisper in his ear why are your parents so weird why are my parents weird, Lenny? Like well, everyone uh, else's family's normal. Yours are just well, normal. Wax. Wax? You could see my uncle come out of a sewer. Like... Yeah, my my father is a is a wax sculpture artist, and my mother writes crime novels. Dude, I grew up in a castle, basically. Like, it's possible yeah. you can make a house work point out out of character no one questioned 
the weird man kidnapping me from the group. I didn't and then see disappearing it. into the sewer. I didn't see it. Like, we didn't really? see you get kidnapped. We just saw you wave to some guy who went into the sewer afterwards. Even even if I did see it, you just witnessed my family put up a pop-up Starbucks so that they could ambush us in a museum. Do you think I'm questioning your uncle grabbing you? You know what? <laughs> so anyway, uh, alumni week concludes. Um, everybody has time to talk with their parents or their uh, the oh, people man. who raised them in some way. Brendan, you know what it is? You know what my you know what my familial situation is? It's Metalocalypse. Yeah, pretty much. It, it, it's it's just pickles. It really is. It's just <laughs> pickles who has nothing, who understands nothing about his normal mundane parents, but it's just from Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, no, like I said, Cass is the normal one in her family. Perfect. As you guys finish up uh, talking to your parents, and eventually you guys do get back to uh, the clubhouse at some point to meet up, uh, probably like a week or two before Halloween. There's a note uh, on the door, I, and it reads, I know what you are, and we would like to work together. Exalted vs. World of Darkness was recorded using the magical powers of the internet for when you don't want to deal with your apartment neighbors screaming every time you try to run a game. The theme song for this season is Epic Blockbuster 2 by Raphael Crux. Other music in the episode was provided by Alexander Nakarada, Kevin McLeod, and Jazar. If you liked what you heard, give us a like, follow what we do, or comment. If you can, leave a review and rate us on your podcatcher of choice. It helps our internet number go up. If you wanted to follow us or updates or weird shenanigans, our Twitter is a pair of dice lost. Surprise, surprise. If you wanted to send in questions for us to answer, our email is a pair of dice lost at gmail.com. We've got a couple other cool things in the pipeline. The next episode will have some guest stars and a different audio quality as we recorded it while we were on vacation at the beginning of November. Look forward to more craziness as we stunt our way to an RPG victory. And finally, I saw that cool thing you did, so take some stunt dice.